and welcome once again to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and as always, I am pleased and I'm honored to be your host and your commentator for another of our commentary shows, one of the shows that we have up on air and online, still, still, here at www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com. Uh, I, I say still, I've mentioned this before, uh, as we go into the new year, shortly after the new year, and we're only talking about, uh, my goodness, <laughs> not, not that long, six, seven weeks, what is it, somewhere around there, uh, somewhere around then, we will, uh, f- we will basically phase out use of what we call our radio loop. And that is the second channel. Actually, for a long time, it was the only channel. We, uh, we began with a radio loop. We, we, have, we gradually, not so gradually, pretty quickly moved over. We paralleled a second form of reception, uh, the podcast uh, thing. That, that's, that had suddenly burgeoned six years ago, almost seven years ago, will be next year. Um, and we, uh, so we've had both going for some time. But our, our, the numbers show, the, the numbers of people listening uh, via the, uh, the radio loop, uh, as much as we, we, we basically put it out there as a convenience, the way we describe it, some people like this analog feel, well, more and more people seem to be going uh, towards the... Uh, uh, the, uh, the, the podcast feed as the preferred and overwhelmingly preferred method of getting the show. So sometime in the new year, and, and, and there's, of course, effort and time and expense involved in using this separate channel, and we're not, you know, we are listener-sponsored. We, we have just so much in the way of funds to go around, and uh, well, we would we would rather use what little what limited funds we have to basically plow them into creating better content, not necessarily uh, having uh, a transmission mechanism that is used only by a very small group of people. And you're all being given a heads up now, well in advance. Uh, there's nothing different, nothing more difficult quite honestly, about picking up the show via the podcast. To most people, it would would obviously appear, it is simpler. You get the show from the beginning, and if you don't want to listen to it from the beginning, well, just just put your your mouse on the little marker, the the, the slider bar uh, that begins the podcast, and move it somewhere to the middle or move it around. You, You have that option. But that will be the way of listening to center-left radio. Sometime, as I say, early in the new year, we'll be going in that direction. Uh, and, and apologies to those of you who like the surprise of not knowing uh, who and what and where uh, you'll be listening. Uh, it's sort of like, well, I guess in an odd way, you know, not knowing what, what sex will the baby be. Well, I don't know. I, maybe, maybe I'm overstretching the analogy there, but... Um, 
you will all, we will all be doing the podcast uh, uh, Mambo uh, sometime early in the new year. And none the worse, uh, we believe, and I'm quite certain, Center Left Radio will be none the worse for it. Um, thoughts. Thoughts on this Tuesday, the 14th of November, as we uh, as we move rather rapidly, nine days away from uh, Thanksgiving. It, it, we, <laughs> boy, <laughs> it, isn't it always this way? It, we just seem to move along, and and someone eventually goes, "Where did the time go?" And you realize that there have been Christmas decorations up. Uh, in just about every brick-and-mortar location uh, that you can think of, if you go to brick-and-mortar locations, but they've been up since uh, well before Thanksgiving, and the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree arrived right on schedule uh, over this past weekend. I I was watching on, on Sunday morning as this massive uh, flatbed truck uh, with the tree on the back of it somehow made the turn onto the, uh, from, I guess it would be from 50th Street, coming up 50th Street, and turned onto the plaza area right above the ice skating rink where the tree is. I don't know how on earth this, this tree made the turn. That, that flatbed has got to be 80 feet long. It's, it's the length of the tree, and the tree is massive. But there it is, and you know uh, it's going to be Christmas and New Year before you know it because the tree is going up in Rockefeller Center. It is a predictable sign, a repeated, a, 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 a perennial uh, statement of, of, of uh, the holidays coming around. A, a, a certain sense of, yes, this is how things are. A, a reaffirmation of American life, if you will. I, 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 think, I think it would be fair to say the Rockefeller Center tree uh, fits in a category of yes, uh, this is an American thing. It's it's the it's the Statue of Liberty in its own particular uh, annualized way. It comes, it goes. It 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 the it goes up. The decorations go on. It comes down, but it always shows up again, and it gets lit up. And it's and it's it's a statement of us. It's a statement of the holidays. Uh, it is just. I, I don't know what we'd do without it. And it's, and it's for everybody. I, I don't know anyone. I don't know of any... Uh, it, it's one of the rare non-sectarian, non-politicized... Maybe it is. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I haven't noticed that somehow the Rockefeller Center tree is also on a list of somebody's, somebody's conspiracy theory list or something or other, but I don't think it is so far as I... I, pr I prefer to imagine it's not. And I, wanna, I don't want to put any ideas in anyone's head to go ahead and begin uh, finding a reason to politicize the Rockefeller Center tree. So I will assume it's not. 
and I will look forward to seeing it lit up, and I may or may not get down there. It's a simple matter for me to get, a, get into the city and go take a look at the tree. And invariably, when I get there, uh, my first thought at looking at the tree lit up, if I go there either in daylight or, or in the evening, of course, the evening is more impressive. The, the, the wonderful part about doing it in recent years is that Saks Fifth Avenue, which is at the other end of the walkway at the, uh, there's, a, there's this walkway that goes from the, the skating rink, okay, the Rockefeller Center skating rink. Okay, you have to pick, and you, I think everybody can picture this. You, you've seen this enough times. The tree is on the far side of the skating rink uh, above the, what we call the Poseidon Fountain. And that fountain still continues to spout its water right through the coldest days of winter, even the, the sub-freezing days. There's, there's obviously something in the water that keeps it from freezing. And there are lights on it, and it changes. And there's some music that happens right around the rink, of course, if people are ice skating, there is. And the tree rises above and behind the Poseidon Fountain. So if I'm standing close, if I'm entering from Fifth Avenue, and I come and I, and I go south on Fifth Avenue and I come around the corner, I, boom, there, my eye is struck by the tree. And it's beautiful and it's wonderful and my first thoughts might be, well, it's, well, it's great, it's great. And then maybe if I want to be sort of a jaded New Yorker, the next thing I'll do is say, Oh yeah, I've seen a few dozen of these in my life, et cetera. Say, so, oh well, yeah. Let's, does this and and then start comparing. You know, I remember one from two years ago or three years ago, maybe last year's. And it, this this one seems fuller. This one, as a jaded New Yorker, somewhat, not really, but uh, it's easy to do that, and and we kind of like doing that. And here I am with one of the greatest symbols, one of the most shared uh, images of the Christmas season, and treating it like my own little tree, in effect, uh, making comparisons, deciding, was this one better, was the one before? And yet, at the same time, feeling that beautiful, lit up, literally lit up feeling within that warm sensation of knowing that this is Christmas, this is what it means to be in New York, and especially to be a New Yorker around this time of the year. But wait, there's more, as they say. Directly, if, if I'm facing the tree and I'm standing on Fifth Avenue, well, that means my back is directly, I'm, I'm, I am directly in front of, I'm across the street from Saks Fifth Avenue. And in recent years, and, and, and it's fairly recent, I, it's, I can't tell you when this started, but it's within the last, got to be within the last 10 years, that's it. Uh, Saks Fifth Avenue, maybe more than that, but okay, in any event, I'm thinking, I'm thinking around that. Saks Fifth Avenue has put a series of lights on its building. Now, the building runs, uh, it's not overly, I'd say it's about eight, eight stories high, eight floors high, something like that. Maybe, could it be 10? I'm not sure. It's this ancient 1920s, uh, maybe it's even uh, turn of this, somewhere in that range. 
and it is one of the great uh, department stores, one of the great original and one of the great original high-end department stores of all times. On the first level is a series of windows. And the windows, this time of the year, have a some kind of Christmassy, holidayish theme, uh, usually a combination of diorama, animatronics, music. There is a, a whole industry that goes on uh, 365 days a year, the planning and then the actual construction of these different dioramas, many of them animated, within the windows of Saks Fifth Avenue. And there are these, uh, these rope lines that are set up usually, and there are just a countless number of people who come, and you know most of them, or many of them are coming from anywhere else in the world but locally, and they are getting online and going around the rope line so they eventually find themselves right up against the front windows of Saks Fifth Avenue to go window by window and take in the wonder of whatever it is has been done on this particular year. Now, as if it's not great enough, and, and, and the quality of what is done in these windows. Again, if you've never seen it, or if, 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 you've, if it's been a long time since you've been to the city uh, during the holiday season, the Saks Fifth Avenue windows are an absolute must and are brilliantly, brilliantly done. Well, not just the windows anymore. Now, above the windows and going the full height of the, I, again, I'm saying eight, is it eight or nine floors that make up Saks Fifth Avenue, the, the full department store, on the Fifth Avenue facade of the building, a series of lights are hung. And, and it's interesting, in daylight, you'd never know that they were there. It's, it's, it's fascinating how, how craftily, I, I, literally, uh, these lights are put up so that people um, will not notice them they, they are just, they're there, but you really are not aware of it. I've walked down there during the day. I can't tell these lights are there. And at night, certainly, if they weren't lit up, you wouldn't know they were there either. But once it's dark and you're down there to see the tree in the dark and this magnificent tree, and it is animated. The lights go on and off, and there's all sorts of flashing and beautiful things that, that happen to the lighting on the tree. Well, you turn around the other way. Actually, it's almost hard not to because there's a whole sound system, an exterior sound system, that's been installed on the face of Saks Fifth Avenue. And these brilliant musical renditions of, of familiar uh, both carols and then classical music uh, situations and, and some stuff that you might not recognize at all. And it's all performed, played over these speaker systems that you can hear perfectly well uh, to a animated light show on the facade of the building. And that animated light show is spectacular.
and 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 I and I know, and I and I, you know, again, watching TV and and catching uh, the, uh, the 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 type of things that are broadcast uh, here in the New York area, and you know, certainly all over the country and all over the world, it's very hard to communicate even with good camera work, the real impact of watching the, an entire building essentially come to life with lights and music, it is one of the most impressive things you can imagine. And nothing, nothing uh, captures, uh, nothing is the equivalent of being there and watching it happen. Standing on Fifth Avenue, looking at the Saks Fifth Avenue uh, display with the music and the lights on the building, and just simply turning 180 degrees, and there's the tree. And it's magnificent, and it's beautiful, and it's Christmas, and there's a ton of people doing it. And now we're doing it without traffic in the streets. This year again, and I'm not sure how long this has been going, not that long, but Fifth Avenue and other parts of the city have been declared traffic-free zones for the holiday season so that you can walk through the streets and capture the feel of all this. You don't have to be standing on the sidewalk on Fifth Avenue. You could be standing right smack dab in the middle of the street and get this. And, and as I say, this is... It transcends politics. It transcends. Uh, I, I I just know, and I and I I I've never heard anyone come anywhere near suggesting that this is a politicizable thing. That that that. Well, you know, if you're if you're if if you're if you're a MAGA person, uh, uh, there's something wrong with this because it's too close to Trump Tower, and and Donald left New York because he's pissed off, and Letitia James is is pursuing him, and there's a judge uh, who's basically trying to take all his money away because he cheated uh, on his taxes, and blah blah blah, and they're suing him for 250 million, and and therefore we have to hate. New York, and we have to hate the Rockefeller uh, Christmas tree. We have to hate uh, Saks Fifth Avenue and all the displays. They are literally, literally, it's all of that is five blocks south of Trump Tower, right down the block. I mean, by by New York standards, a few blocks away, and all of this is happening. But I, I I've yet to get any indication of that. What you cannot avoid, of course, you know this is going to take a take a take a bit of a of a bit of a detour. Of course, we weren't going to stay with the Rockefeller story forever here. Um, what what is happening from a political perspective? Uh, and we began talking about this a few days ago when we did the show. Uh, I guess about a week ago, a show entitled "Don't Panic." My, my tribute to, uh, uh, to uh, the author of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, what is happening is that, is that there, is a, uh, there was a strange poll that came out saying that Donald would beat Joe Biden in head-to-head matchups in five of six key battleground states. This was, this was about a week, a week and a half ago now, I guess. A, yeah, about a week and a half ago. 
And there was a whole bunch of wringing of hands and strange uh, reactions to all this, and suddenly, and literally, you've seen an, a, a change in the strategy of the Biden campaign in the way they are putting out their message. There is far more in the way of direct attacks against Donald for, for his utterly and completely anti-American, anti-constitutional, anti-constitution, anti-democracy, anti-norms, anti-laws, anti-everything that he is putting out to his base as he basically, assuming that there's some level of rationality left in him, as he fearfully defends himself from lawsuits that can uh, most likely will wind up bankrupting him, very possibly bankrupt him, and put him in jail probably for, you know, a substantial part, if not all, of the rest of his life. Hell, you, you or I would be pretty... Uh, you know, uh, freaked out by that and the possibility of all that as well. I mean, anyone would. And, and if you're Donald and if you're as loosely strung as he appears to be psychologically, your mouth never stops. You're out there. You're constantly pushing. You're banging. You're hitting. If you are a MAGA person, for some reason you love him and you ignore so much of what you have heard or maybe well that's what we're going to get to in a minute but you only really want to know about the parts of him that give you a reason to feel as grievanced by stuff as he appears to be that you basically have this, this need to become one with, to become a sycophant of, to basically meld with the Donald in his, uh, in his fears and his need to basically uh, find uh, targets of anger and opprobium and things to attack as a way of basically lifting yourself, if you're a MAGA person, out of your sense of feeling put upon, and, and, and Donald wants you to join him in that. Feel put upon, feel terrible, feel bad, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you were feeling that with Donald. You were feeling all that. You were a MAGA person before the lawsuits all started to bubble up. Now remember, just, just, just put a little time, I'm, I'm, you'll see where this is going in, in a moment. Bear with me, please, please. And I think it's important that we have to, we really need to all think about this. All of the things that basically gave rise to both the civil and the criminal lawsuits are the product of the last, well, let's see now, January 6th of 2021, uh, two and a half years ago, going on three and, and the stuff that got Donald impeached uh, was just before that, uh, basically trying to uh, get Zelensky in Ukraine, uh, trying to basically uh, bribe him, uh, well, bribe him with what? Money that had already been approved by Congress for weapons of defense before Russia actually invaded. And if you'll give me something on Joe Biden, then maybe I'll release that money. That got him impeached once. Second time impeached, of course, was when he uh, fomented and, and led 
not physically, he wanted to be there physically, but basically was the driving force behind the January 6th insurrection in order to stop the peaceful transfer of power, the fake electors, all that stuff. That, that's all the product of, let's, let's really extend it outward to three and a half, four years. And of course, his presidency, whatever, whatever was going on in the background, you had the Mueller investigation, everything else going on. But the worst of it is three and a half years ago. And the real, the real monster thing is January 6th, and that's not even three years ago. Okay, we're coming up on three years, uh, January 6th of 2024. It, 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 it seems like yesterday, because it's always there, it's always around us. But there was, yes, Virginia, there was a MAGA. Yes, there was this this. Uh, sycophantic, uh, grievance-based affiliation with Donald, this, this overlooking of constitutional norms, this willingness to do anything that comes to mind that'll serve my purposes, that predated all of this. And that's important. That was already there. So here's, here's where, here's, the, the, I guess, the question in my mind. If, in fact, Donald is saying now to every well, he's saying it primarily to his sycophants. He's saying it to the MAGA people. He's calling his enemy vermin. He's saying that he wants to basically have a retribution presidency where he'll be getting even with anyone and everyone, presumably mostly Republicans, who have ever turned on him, who have been disloyal. That he wants to disband or severely restrict the nature of the Justice Department. Well, they're bringing lawsuits against him. They're, they're, they're suing him. They're, they're prosecuting him for crimes he's allegedly committed and pretty clearly has. If you, if you, if you have any desire to get any kind of objectivity about it, for God's sake, read the documentation. And, and well, I, again, you know, I, I have the advantage of a legal education to read it at least and understand. It's hard not to understand what the guy did and why he's being prosecuted. It's hard not to know why, why the statement that, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the election was robbed from me is a lie, okay? So if, if we go back three years... And if you simply wanted to, okay, forget about Zelensky, forget about, forget about trying to bribe the Ukrainian president, forget about trying to completely uh, uh, do stuff that was so beyond the norms of what any U.S. president could and should possibly do. And of course, in the end, he wasn't impe well, he was impeached, but he wasn't convicted because the Republicans, enough Republicans couldn't grow a pair to do what was so obviously required, namely, get his ass out of the White House. So many chances to do this. But how is it possible that, okay, yeah, you're MAGA. You, 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 you were already madly in love with Donald, for whatever reasons. Then the real, real crap the garbage, the, the truly un-American, unconstitutional, destroy the order of everything, tear it down, rip it up, get rid of the Justice Department, get rid of the FBI, or severely disable them, basically begin a retribution tour. Um, 
Start attacking all of my enemies. Uh, destroy anyone or anything that gets in my way. I want Victor, Victor Orban becomes my, uh, my guiding light and the template of my future presidency. And I'm going to basically get even with everyone. And, and add to that this little extra twist that, oh, by the way, in all likelihood to even show up for the oath of office were I to win, I would have to have found a way to pardon myself in advance because I will have been convicted and most likely will have been sentenced and may very well be in some kind of an incarceration or a restricted movement mode by then. All, all of this stuff is out there. And all of this stuff is layered on top of the fact that there were people who were MAGA and who were emotionally invested in him. Now, now, here, now here's the split, okay? I and people like me, and this is presumably something like three-quarters of the country, and this is, includes all Democrats and all independents and even some Republicans. Better than 50% of all Republicans still believe that Donald won the election, that he was robbed. So that, that's the first hint of the power of the alternate reality, the alternate information, disinformation streams that are finding their way to Republicans and that are easily segregated from anything that I or let's say three quarters of the country would consider objective rational fact. That information is still out there. The underpinning of all of what, of what the MAGA folks now embrace is that Donald won the election, it was stolen from him. It is the underpinning of so much of what he is basically fighting in criminal and in, well, criminal court mostly, uh, uh, right now uh, for uh, the things that he has done that have created jeopardy from uh, in a, in an incarceration way for him. Why is it, why is it, how, how is it possible that if it really comes down to numerically that three quarters of the country, let's just even say two thirds, two thirds of the electorate knows, believes, does not operate under the fantasy that Donald won the election in 2020 and somehow has been falsely denied the White House or remaining in the White House. Two-thirds of the country gets that reality. Okay, now, if that's the case, how do you go from that to the notion that when the New York, uh, it was, I guess it was New York Times uh, Marist College poll of about almost two weeks ago, it'll be two weeks this coming Monday, found, it's a snapshot, we talked about this in a show, how do you go from the, the fact that two-thirds of the country get that Donald lost the election? How do you go from there to a majority in six of the seven battleground states willing to vote for Donald instead of Joe Biden? How, how, because, because if you understand 
the fact that Donald lost, you also invariably have, you have been, in other words, you have been, you have had access to the rational media. You have had access to fact-based information that basically has told you about the various elector schemes. You know about the fact that there were 62 lawsuits that were brought and were lost by Giuliani and by Eastman and by uh, Jenna, uh, uh, you know, Jenna Ellis and, and by Sidney Powell. And Jenna Ellis and Sidney Powell have flipped and they are basically now, they've proffered in the Georgia case, in other words, they have, they have they have admitted to the fact that they were involved in a criminal act. They have admitted to criminality, and they basically, in, in the interest of keeping their butts out of jail, have turned state's witness for all intents and purposes and will testify against Donald once that case begins. And you've seen, uh, you've seen uh, invariably, you have seen some of the statements they've made. If you are part of the two-thirds, and I'm being, I'm being, I think I'm being, you know, conservative in saying this, two-thirds of the country that understand, that have, that are, that are largely primarily influenced by rational communications, that are not, are not picking up siloed information that assiduously avoids the realities of what's going on there. How do you go from that? to a poll that says that Biden loses to Trump in six of seven battleground states. Well, well, uh, well but, but Biden won the battleground states. So, so it doesn't make sense to say, well, uh, uh, there, there, there are fewer people in the, in, the, in the battleground states are getting uh, rational information. They are all being subjected uh, to, uh, to uh, you know, One America News or, or Fox or whatever, and that's all they're getting, and they're listening to uh, Alex Jones, and that's all they hear, and that's all they're getting, and so therefore, but that's probably not true. I mean, at least rationally, I don't think that's the case. How do you go from two-thirds of the country being politically, at least, consumers of rational information, not being among the 50-something percent of Republicans who flat-out believe that Trump won the election, how do you how do you how do you resolve that against the notion that five out that Biden loses to Trump in a one day statement one 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 uh, you know one poll on one day almost two weeks ago that Biden loses in in in, in five out of six battleground states in one or two instances by double digits does that make sense no no it 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 doesn't make sense. Do you go from that to the idea that, well, let's just blame it on a weird single poll? Or do you go a bit further and say, wait a minute, the very notion that, wait a minute, you know, I mean, you start, start slapping yourself in the head. Be, begin with a good self-head slap. 
And the question that you ask after, you, after your head stops ringing is, how could anyone with any percentage of right mind go anywhere near Donald, who is now talking about his enemies. And he's saying this to the MAGA crowd. He's calling his enemies vermin. He's saying that, that there will be, uh, that we will have camps and we will round up illegal aliens and put them in camps and there will be massive deportations and I will be going after everybody who has ever turned on me. And he is saying everything on earth short of let's destroy America. But he is saying that. He's saying it, he's saying it by its constituent components, okay? Here's what you'd have to do if you wanted to destroy America, to undo the Constitution, to undo the order of this country in a way that we haven't really seen done, uh, I don't want to call it successfully, but attempted on a large scale and nearly pulled off since uh, 18... 1860, okay? This is, this is what he's saying to people. Why are people reacting to him in a positive way at all? Who out there, whether you are MAGA at heart, who actually wants to see the country undone? Who wants the Constitution to basically be neutralized or negated? Who wants the presidency to become a mechanism for basically stifling or pursuing one's personal enemies? Who wants to see, um, who wants to see uh, anything, the, the, who wants to see the various governmental channels, uh, the Justice Department, the, uh, the, the FBI, all of that within the Justice Department, who wants to see this negated? Who wants to see the entire criminal court system basically negated so that Donald can do what he has to do? Who wants to see the, uh, a, a president self-pardoning himself in order to become the president. Now, if, if, if you were able to present, and, and, and this is the question, and I, and I, and I may try this, I, I, I don't know how not to try this, but I'm going to try presenting to some MAGA people that I know this, this is just this way, just, just what I'm saying here to you on air right now. If you knew that Donald is going to do these things, if you knew in advance, and you do, and you do because you simply have to take him to his word. Now, you can say, nah, he's just saying it to, 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 to entertain us. It would be business as usual if he actually got elected. It wouldn't be anything like what he's suggesting. He's only saying that because, well, we all get off on hearing that kind of language. Yeah, you know, vermin, they're all vermin and they should all be exterminated and expelled. They should be killed and we get rid of the, the, the exact same words that, that, that Hitler used and Mussolini and, and Franco. And, and the results of those words were that their followers believed what they said about what, they, what, what Hitler and Mussolini and Frank said about vermin. 
that these people were nothing but vermin, so that when their leaders ultimately pointed and said, and, and, and the question logical, well, who exactly are these vermin? And, 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 and Hitler pointed to Jews, and he pointed to homosexuals, and he pointed to gypsies, and, and he pointed to communists, and he pointed to anyone who he felt might be a challenge to his absolute and total control. These were all vermin. Well, they were turned on by, by ordinary Germans and, of course, by the forces that, that Hitler uh, co-opted and turned into a private army, the SS and everybody else, the brown shirts. It, it, it didn't take a very long time. Somehow, you know, if there's some way to go back in time and say, did the people of Germany of that time understand that Adolf meant it? Or, or, was, or were they just thinking, well, you know, he's just saying that to entertain us. You know, we've been through a bad depression here. Germany has been in a pretty bad state since the First World War. Uh, we were emasculated, but, but, but Adolf is now finally going ahead and he's rebuilding our military and we're going to be blah, 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 blah. And, okay, so, so that's an element that's not real. you know, America is not coming out of something like that. If anything, it's the opposite. We're the strongest country on the planet, militarily, economically, every other way. Yes, we have a bit of an inflation going right now, and, and gasoline is still high, and food prices, some food prices, are really obnoxiously high. But we are in better shape than any other country on the planet by the measurements, by, 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 the, by the metric of our economy overall and the strength of our military establishment. There isn't an analogy there to go back to Nazi Germany. Why would people... So, so does that mean that somehow people know enough about Nazi the the... The, the, the third of the country that seems to embrace Donald, do they know enough about Nazi Germany and, and Mussolini and the period of Franco, and this is all post and during the Depression, so much of this was happening, do they understand enough about history to say, well, Donald really, really doesn't mean what he's saying about destroying the Constitution and taking over and destroying all the levers of government and taking it all over for his own sake. We know that it can't be that bad. Or maybe if they don't know the history specifically, there's a sense in them. They, they, they feel, they know that Donald is a showman. They know that he's the guy from The Apprentice and, and they've watched him perform forever. And, and there's a gut sense that it's not necessary to destroy. Donald puts on a show for us, and we love to hear him say these things. And, and we don't really believe that he would actually destroy the country. It's just fun to hear him say it. You, 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 see, you see the dilemma here. What is... What, how... How disconnected from history and reality and the real-world consequences of words and attitudes expressed by Donald, how far removed are his followers 
from the real world, how much don't they understand about the true stress this guy is under? How much do they, how much do they simply believe Donald is going to just knock them all down? They'll never get him. They'll never lay a hand on the guy. He's, he's, he's calling it like it is. It's all a bunch of BS. Nothing's ever going to happen to him. It's all going to be, he will never wind up, he will never go, oh, they just convicted and said, he's, he's going to jail. Wait, what happens when reality, real, I don't know how else to put it, when real reality, when, when the reality of what Donald is and what's driving him finally collides with what seems to be at least taken by his sycophants as entertainment. When the entertainment that he puts out for their sake, and people, yeah, <laughs> great Donald, you tell him, man, God, yeah, yeah. When that show collides with the starkest of realities, guilty, and then a sentence is read, and the defendant, the convict, the convicted, is now removed, remove the, con the convict, you are being held, you are being held prior sentencing, sentencing will be in blah, 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 we could, blah, 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 I hereby sentence you to five to ten, blah, 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 remove the, remove the prisoner. Well, I'm going to appeal. Yeah, you can appeal from, you can appeal from prison. No, no problem. Meanwhile, you will be, you'll be treated like every other prisoner. What happens when that hits home? My, my, my thought is, and I'm, I'm really, I'm formulating this as I'm, as I'm talking to you. When the reality intersects with, when the reality, no, not intersect, when the reality crashes into the show, there's going to be some kind of explosive event. And, and people who were simply entertained by all this it would begin to be, wait, wait a minute, how do we, wait, they can't do that. How, how do you, how, we've got to, what are we going to, we're going to break him out of prison. What, we're going to, we're going, we've, wait a minute. All that stuff he was saying about taking down the government and everything else, my God, that's the only way to put the Donald show back on the air? Or, or maybe, oh, Oh, wait a minute. Jeez, did you hear what he was convicted of? He was, God, I, that was a jury that found him Oh, the guy was guilty of sin. I, I, I don't know that, would we, re, do you really want to have him? And, and people begin discussing. Now, if he were to be able to run for president, he would have to somehow, he can't pardon himself because he's not president. He's not going to be able to do it from a jail cell. And if somehow he were pending final uh, incarceration, able to continue his campaign, and by some miracle won, he would have to pardon himself somehow on the way to the inauguration, but he's not president yet. You can't do that until you are actually president. 
And, 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 and so the Constitution goes completely insane there. That plus, even forgetting just the ugliness of that, the very notion that in order to be president of the United States, a criminal self-pardons. Is that America? Is that, what, is that what we really imagine our Constitution should permit? Is this the country we want? Now, the libs go crazy on that thought. Uh, but, but should anyone rationally feel good about that. I, 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 I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a bit confused here. Honest to God, and I'm not just saying this for the sake of, of you know, of, of, uh, of, of preserving a radio. I don't have an answer for you. I can't explain what would allow as much as double-digit differences, even in a snapshot on a one-day basis, of people in various swing states voters, likely voters in swing states, to prefer a criminal, well, at least what I call a criminal, now maybe they're not getting that message, but to prefer Donald, who is everything other than a president of the United States, but again, um, their emotions are, are with him, they're MAGA, MAGA types. How do you get 11 points or 12 points difference between him and Joe Biden, how does how does he how does he go ahead of Biden by that much, even in a snapshot, even over a year out from the election? How 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 do you get that at this point? And 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 what is it that the the MAGA crowd is is actually getting? Are they getting entertained? Are they believing? literally believing what Donald is saying. Are they accepting his vision of a new order where the country is basically pulled apart, where we basically have concentration camp type things, where the vermin is basically expelled a la, a la Hitler's uh, language and then, then the, 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 the reality, the activities that follow that, follow that. It, what, 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 is, what is the reality of this situation? I'm not sure. I do know that we have to look at it and we have to discuss it and we have to, we have to look at all the implications of it and we have to deal with this as though what Donald is saying, Donald means. There's, I, I do not have the luxury, I hope you do not have the luxury of simply being entertained, entertained by this fat fool by this sick, bizarre man. I am not entertained by the notions of people being called vermin, knowing what happened 75, 80 years ago when somebody called someone else vermin. 100 years ago, well, 75, 80, 90 years ago even. You just don't, you don't, you don't ignore that. And you're not you don't go, yeah, what, oh, what a great rally. That was wonderful. Wow. Hey, 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 tell us the one about the Jews again, Donald. No, you, 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 don't, simply, you don't simply sit in the audience and, and, and pick it up and have fun and go, oh, well, what's for dinner? You don't ignore the use of the word vermin and, and, and the dehumanization of enemies, and you don't, you don't ignore Nazi propaganda, you don't ignore any of that. You don't lessen for a second the ferocity and, and, the, and the absolute laser focus of the judicial system 
in prosecuting this guy. You don't let up, you don't, you don't give him an, a, a millimeter of advantage. You don't treat him one iota better. You treat him like what he is, scum. You want to know what vermin is? You want to know what the low lives of, 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 of the planet are? Look at the thing with the orange hair when he, you know, in court that's about to go bankrupt. Look at this thing. This is vermin. This is someone who, because he knows he, that he has people who are willing to embrace him, will take the country down, will try to threaten the country with them so that he can basically get away with his own crimes. He will, he will take himself above everyone and everything and use anything, including, my God, assuming he were to, uh, uh, let's, let's assume the guy actually stays on the ballot runs. He's going to lose. And what's he going to do then? Then what will he call for? What will be the, well, that's twice they've robbed it from me. That's it, folks. We're having an insurrection. We're having, we're having a war. We're, I call on you to bring out, and what are we, what, what are we waiting for? Do we, do we want to wait and see what he's going to do that much further down the line? Or do we want to get this guy out of the playing field now? And frankly, I think we'd be better off getting him off the field. The sooner we've got, this guy is off, the sooner he is convicted and incarcerated. The sooner the third section of the 14th Amendment is allowed to play out, we'll have a judge rule on that uh, on the 17th of this month. In, uh, that would be in Colorado, and that would be whether or not Trump can be kept off the ballot, not for the primary, but for the general election. It'll work its way up to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court will most likely, even though the court has passed, uh, allegedly passed a set of, uh, of ethical guidelines with absolutely no enforcement mechanism in it whatsoever, that's a whole crock of bullshit also. We're gonna see where all that goes. But this is, this is chugging along in a, very, in a very, very frightening, very ugly kind of a way. This is very, very unknown territory. We have the clown, the comedian, who basically is scared to death. The showman who basically uh, entertains the hell out of people who basically is fighting for his life at the same time. Yes, I'm entertaining you, but by God, this is my life. I can't say it that way because then I might not seem as strong as you expect me to be. But if push comes to shove, and push will come to shove here, defining push coming to shove as convictions and sentencings, something really ugly, really ugly, could happen, and we have to anticipate it, we have to talk about it, we have to get the word out to others. We must let people think about what does it mean to preserve America? Do we want to preserve America, or do we want a happy ending to Donald's TV show? Do we want Donald to be the hero of his own uh, I don't know, is, is it a, is it a uh, mission impossible? I, I don't know. Do we, want a do we want Donald's fantasies to become reality? That he can get away with anything and everybody goes, yeah, and then we walk out of the theater and everything is normal? No. 
Everything will not be normal when we walk out of the theater. If that level of mentality is allowed to prevail and somehow Donald can somehow, somehow get away with this. By the same token, when he doesn't get away with it, a lot of people are going to be very, very upset because we've misused social media, we have misused our ability to communicate, we have basically allowed the internet uh, to become a bucket of lies depending on uh, whatever, you, whatever set of lies you want you can, you can take. There's no happy ending here, folks. We're going to have to confront some difficult stuff in the next year. Get, get, this, get this in your heads. No matter how this works out, it's not going... The, the, the likelihood is Donald will never see, the very strong likelihood, he will never see the inside of the White House again, of the Oval Office. But, but between now and that reality settling in, this is not going to be pretty. It's not going to get prettier. We are going to go through stuff. I just don't know exactly what that stuff is. But here at Central F Radio, we are going to keep an eye on that stuff. Report what we see. Explain the problems as we perceive them. Our commentary will be thoughtful and rational. And hopefully enough people will be listening. We already know that a lot won't. Stay tuned. A little jazz.
This is Richard Gazer. You know, it takes lots of time and effort and all kinds of resources to produce the kind of quality program we produce here at Center Left Radio. And it costs money to do it. Now, if we screamed a little louder or thought a little less about what we were saying, we could probably get a few advertisers to pay us to sell their products to a more tribally predictable audience. But that's not who we are or who you are. You come to Center Left Radio for non-commercial, thoughtful commentary. You're looking for an honest, progressive approach to solving America's problems, not exacerbating them. And we're committed to providing all of that. We're one of the few stations offering full-time, non-commercial, progressive programming. And we're the only station, the only one, doing it with a combination of hope, politics, and that most eloquent of all original American art forms, jazz. Center Left Radio has been here for more than seven consecutive years and more than 800 individual episodes. 800. Think of that. We support your needs. Now we're asking you to support ours. Take a moment and go to our website, www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com, and go to the donate page. And when you get there, give whatever you can. On a one-time or maybe a recurring basis, $5, $10, $1,000, whatever you can contribute to make Centerleft Radio's unique progressive voice stronger and even more significant as the full extent of the wrongdoing of Donald Trump and his associates becomes all the more evident. And as we enter this final consequences stage of the Trump saga. Yeah, you know what's at stake. And I know, we all know, we can count on you. On behalf of all of us at Central F Radio, thank you. You've been listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show, Hope. Prepare for the worst. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. There are going to be difficult times and difficult transitions as we get to the point where Donald gets off the stage. If he doesn't, we are in far worse shape. But one way or the other, it's going to be difficult getting there. We must be vigilant. We must be prepared.